return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. A lot of people join us on Facebook Live. Is that on now too and the volume is on and so forth like that? Okay, so a lot of people join us on Facebook Live from other nations and we welcome you and Students, families that have been here, uh, some of their parents join us in other places. Some of them are difficult situations in countries where they face a lot of persecution. But wherever you're joining us, we bless you in the name of Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, you might be in, of another religion, but I just want you to know he loves you. So whoever you are, Jesus loves you. And it's as close as the mention of his name. You probably listen on your phone or something right now. Maybe you're on a train or a bus or something like that. But you can just say Jesus and ask him to reveal himself to you. And he will. He will show himself strong to you. He will reveal himself to you. He's given people visions and dreams. It's amazing how God is moving in the world today. Hallelujah. So take your Bible a second. Let's stand with it. Amen. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So I was raised in a denominational church. Uh, really never heard about the Holy Spirit, never thought about the Holy Spirit or anything like that. Uh, then, like I say, Jeannie and I got saved in college, South Dakota State, uh, back in the early 70s. And uh, then there was a charismatic movement that also swept through the nation uh, that affected many in denominations, Catholics, Lutherans, and so forth. Uh, then we were at the Lutheran Conference and the Holy Spirit in the Twin Cities. Jeannie ministered at that, actually, in 1975. Thousands, tens, over 10,000, 12,000 people in one arena, hands in the air, singing in tongues. It was great. It was great to see, you know. My mom thought I was crazy, you know, because I spoke in tongues and now everything was different in my life. And I said, well, I, I don't understand it all, Mom, but it's in the Bible. And, uh, you know, God bless her. You know, she was in a circle in her church. They call it a circle. And ladies started speaking up about against the Holy Spirit and so forth. And my mom who, who at the time wasn't even saved, but at the time she said, now wait, ladies, let's not, let's not talk against it, because if it's in the Bible, she's just parroting what I said, if it's in the Bible, we should look at it, you know. And I thought, well, praise God. God bless you, Mom, for that. Uh, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit should be a close friend. The Holy Spirit is uh, the manifestation of Jesus, manifestation of the Father, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It all works together. So, you know, we talked a little Wednesday night about this, John 14. We're going there first. Uh, All pretty basic scriptures, but but Jesus said, I will ask the Father. He'll give you another comforter. Now, 
This comfort of the Holy Spirit, he's a counselor, he's a helper, he's an intercessor, he's an advocate. He strengthens us, he, he stands by us, he's a teacher. Really, really, we have no excuse for feeling inadequate when we have this Holy Spirit. I'm talking to Christians now. But when we have the Holy Spirit, there's no excuse for missing out on what he wants to do. He will counsel us. He will help us. How many times have you thought, I'm not sure what to do? Well, ask the one who doesn't have the answers, you know. Ask the counselor. Ask the one to help you. Many times in my life I've felt, boy, just in great need, but I just said, Lord, help me. That was my prayer. Lord, help me. That was the, the simplicity of my prayer. And, and he loves that when we, you know, prayer, prayer shows our humility to say, I need you. I want you. I depend on you. It's showing our humility and God gives grace to the humble. So, so it's this Holy Spirit and he'll remain with you as believers forever. Hallelujah. He's a spirit of truth. Spirit of truth. Now, the world is the way it is because it doesn't have God. The world is lost. The world is, is uh, on another track following the devil, you know, the God of this world. So the, you can't expect the world to act Christian. You can't expect the world to do Christian things. They're, they're listening to a different drumbeat, right? So, so we have the spirit of truth. Now, the world can't receive that because it hasn't received Jesus. Only happens after you receive Jesus. Now you have the spirit of truth that's going to guide you and help you, and direct you. Amen? Spirit of truth. World, the world doesn't see him. The world doesn't recognize him. But you, Christians, recognize him, recognize the Holy Spirit, recognize Jesus, for he lives with you and will be in you. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's in you. Now, if he's in you, then you need to activate him, Right? You need to activate him, not ignore. You don't want to ignore the Holy Spirit. You want to welcome the Holy Spirit. If you had a friend come to your house you and came to your door, you would welcome them to your house, right? And that's how you want to welcome the Holy Spirit. People say, well, I just don't know that much. Well, then that's why we're talking today. That's why you have the Word of God, the New Testament, this new covenant, which shows us so much of what we need to know. So you want to welcome the Holy Spirit. You want to be friends with the Holy Spirit. If, God is, if we're a friend of God, you want to be a friend with the Holy Spirit. John 14, verse 26, then. Jesus said, the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, one who stands by the Holy Spirit, the Father will send him. When did that happen? At the day of Pentecost, he poured out the Spirit. Now, the Bible says he poured out his Spirit upon all flesh. Now, the only one who can receive him, though, are the Christians, right? You have to be a Christian. It's a Holy Spirit. It's not a spirit of Buddha. It's not a spirit of Muhammad. It's not a spirit of of Krishna or anybody else. It's the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of Jesus that's been poured out on us. It's a Holy Spirit. But it's available to everybody in the world. Anybody. Anybody who gives, gives their heart to Jesus. Hallelujah. Available to anybody. The Holy Spirit is given for people so that they can begin to grow. And what happens is we take on the characteristics of Jesus Christ. It's a good thing, right? Notice I said we take on his characteristics. You don't take, you know, people, Christians fellowship at different churches. 
But first and foremost, your identity should be with Jesus. Your identity should be with who the Bible talks about. Secondary is where you attend. All right. So, the Holy Spirit, the Father is going to send Him. He's going to represent me. He's going to act on my behalf. Notice, He will teach you all things. Say hallelujah. Okay, now if He's teaching all things, how come people don't know it? How come people are, by and large, a lot of the body of Christ, Christians, are ignorant? Why is that? Because He can't teach you unless you go to a class. We have students that lined up here today that we prayed because school is starting this week. It's fun. I I like school. When I graduated, I kind of like, I don't want to leave. You know, I enjoyed the place, you know, but I did. So, so, so learning is good. But one thing I always tell people, if you want to succeed, go to class, right? Turn to your neighbor and say, go to class. Well, there's a school of the spirit. There's a school of the Holy Spirit. Now, the Bible doesn't say the specifics on that, but when you get born again, you're enrolled in that school. Disciples of Jesus Christ. You begin to learn. The disciples, the 12 disciples, but then there were many other disciples, the 70 and so forth. Disciples around Jesus, they hung around Jesus. They listened to him, they watched him, so forth. They emulated him, they did what he said to do. He sent them out, they laid hands on the sick and so forth. So, the Holy Spirit is going to teach us all things. But you have to show up for class. Now, showing up for class isn't like, okay, I'm getting up and having breakfast. Let's see, I got a little devotional scripture. The scripture today is this, and that's it. Well, that's kind of weak, right? That's hardly taking a vitamin. (laughs) So, you have to show up for class. Showing up for class means... There's a textbook. And the textbooks he gives us is, is particularly this new covenant that he gives us to walk in the Spirit. So if I'm going to learn about the Holy Spirit, then I've got this textbook and I've got a teacher that shows up, a tutor that will come to my house, come to where I'm at, and read and so forth. He will tutor me by what he's already said in the Bible. But if I don't show up for class, then then the Holy Spirit is like, well, oh, I didn't show up today again. Oh, I didn't show up today. Now, the thing about God, he's so gracious. You might show up three weeks later and he goes, oh, welcome, welcome. He's not offended. He's not offended. It's a, hey, you didn't show up. You're flunked. You're out of here. No, no. He's like, welcome. I want to teach you something. He knows everything you're going through. He knows every thought you have. He knows everything you face. He's the only person, the best person on the planet to help you. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need help. I think we do have to acknowledge we need help. That's why he sent a Savior. We need help, right? So I always want to be in this place of dependence on the Lord. When I got saved, somebody said, hey, you're using Christianity as a crutch. And I said, boy, both crutches. Yeah, that's right. I need him. I need him all the time. I need him every hour, like the song. So he will teach you. He will teach me. Now, notice what it says. Not some things. He'll teach you as much as you want to go. So I teach people that graduate from various elementary grades. They get into high school. They graduate. You can go on. You can do study, study, study. There's no limit, though, in God. 
It's not like, well, all right, you got your masters here. They're good enough. There's no limit in the school of the Holy Spirit. He'll teach you all things. What are those all things? Well, things pertaining to the Bible. Things that pertain to the Holy Spirit. And then it says he'll cause you to recall, remind you, bring to remembrance everything I've told you. Now, he can't remind you of something if you've never put it in into into your brain or into your spirit, right? He can't remind me of scripture that I've never read. But if I've read it, and I've, and I've studied it, and I've read it again, and read it again, and read it again. That's why we have Bible reading schedules. So we do this many, many years, right? It gets implanted into your spirit, man. You might think, oh, this isn't a big deal at all. But folks, it is. I mean, there was a time, a lot of you, most, a lot of you are young. But anyway, in the Vietnam War, and there's people who were captured. Pilots had down planes, and they got captured. And you know the one thing that was a key for them is for them to remember a scripture. And amazingly enough, some of them wasn't like, oh, we're serving the Lord. No, but they would go back and remember. I remember Sunday school and there was a scripture. And then as they had those things, and of course they couldn't see each other, but they had Morse code. And they tap on the wall. And what would they tap out? Well, they tap out scripture. And they would hold on to the word. Remarkable. Some, some were there for years. Some experienced tremendous torture, but held on to the Word of God. There's Christians persecuted today that are just hanging on to the Word. The Holy Spirit will teach us. Turn to your neighbor and say, you've got to show up. It's a private tutor. You've got to show up. Now, John 15, verse 15, then says this. That, that uh, I don't call you servants, because you know what he's saying, right? He says, a servant does not know what his master's doing. You're, you're his, his sons and daughters. You're his friends. He t- friends tell secrets. People want to learn. Get in the Word. Get in His presence. Just say, Jesus, teach me. And I'm not talking about one day or something. I'm talking about a lifestyle of just being shown up in the classroom and say, Holy Spirit, teach me. What do you have for me today? And most of the time, He's not teaching me something. Teach, teach this so like you tell others. No, He's teaching me about me. So I can be more like him. So he says, he says, I've called you friends for all things that I've heard from my father. I've made known to you. Now, here's this thing. And you should underline all things. Name again. Remember John 14, 26. Say all things. things. You don't you don't lack anything. You don't lack anything as far as the availability of God to speak into your life. You lack nothing. He wants to talk to us about who he is. We, we, we place so many limits on him. He's limitless. And he wants to talk to us and he wants to inform us, but he also wants to empower us with his word. From the sons, for, for those that know the truth, the truth shall make them free. The more you know, the freer you get. You get freer and freer and freer. And so notice he says, all things, I'll say all things again. What I've heard from my father, I've made known to you. Now, Matthew 11 verse says this. Remember, there's a thing. He who has ears to hear. Well, he who has ears to hear, let him be listening. That's what it means. Everybody's got ears, right? You're born with ears. But not everybody is listening, right? Let him be listening. Let him consider and perceive and comprehend by hearing. 
He who has ears to hear, let him be listening. Let him be focused on things. What's, what's he saying? You know how today you can be talking in a room and you've got six people on their phones. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, you know. But their focus is on another area. Jesus is saying, if you've got ears to hear, be listening. Listening for what? We're listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit. What's the Holy Spirit going to sound like? It's going to be compatible with the Bible. It's going to be compatible with Jesus Christ. It's going to be compatible with his nature. Amen? So, so if we're listening, though, that means we have to show up for class. You've got to show up for class. And then you've got to listen in class. Like I've said many times, I take notes. But I take notes when most all of you are talking, but I take notes when I'm at home. I take notes. I write things down. Why do I do that? So I remember better. The shortest pencil is better than the longest memory. <laughs> so the more you write things down, the more you are going to retain it. The more that it's going to stay with you and with your spirit. You remember, oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Amen? These are things about a disciple as a student. We're, we're students of Jesus Christ. We're his students to walk in his nature and so forth. So we have to be listening. Proverbs 19, verse 20 says to listen uh, listen to counsel. What are we doing? We're listening to advice. The Holy Spirit is an advisor. So we're listening to the counsel and receive instruction that you'll be wise. So we're listening to this advice. We're listening to this counselor. And he's telling us things that we should or should not do. And folks, he knows everything about money. He knows things about business. He knows things about marriage. Hallelujah. He knows things about children or raising children or whatever. He knows things about relationships. He knows things about all the things that pertain in the world. He's the best counselor that there is. But we have to listen. We have to listen. We have to listen. What is the Lord saying to me? And then notice what it says. You have to receive it. Ah, right. Thank you, Jesus. I receive it. I'm going to do that which you say. Revelation 3.20 says, I stand at the door and knock, right? When you hear, it's one thing, it's one thing, he stands at the door and knock, but notice he hears, but then he does something. He opens the door. He welcomes the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is talking to us all the time. And he's speaking to our hearts about himself, speaking to his hearts about Jesus. The Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus Christ. So he's speaking to us about Jesus, speaking to us about the word, the word and the spirit. They all agree. And so he knocks, he knocks, and then we hear his voice and we respond by opening the welcome mat to say, come, Lord Jesus, come on, teach me, help me. (laughs) And he will. Now, don't set. If your time is limited, then just get up earlier. Let me say this. Go to bed earlier. Turn to your neighbor and say, go to bed. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing good's happening late at night. I mean, sure, you're studying for an exam or something. Okay, that's different. But aside from that in the world, nothing, basically nothing good's happening after the news at 1030 and the news isn't good. So just, just toss it. Right? Go to bed. So you can do what? So you can get up. People say, I got a busy schedule. You don't understand I got a busy schedule. Oh, I totally understand schedules. That just means you have to get up earlier. Set your alarm for earlier. Get up earlier so you can spend time in his presence. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to put 
put God in the clock like, okay, come on, come on, say something, come on, say something. He's not that way. Right. You don't want to treat him that way. Remember, he's a person. The Holy Spirit's not an it, he's a person. And so the Holy Spirit comes and you don't want to, you don't want to just say, oh, I don't have time for this or this. No, he'll just say, okay, that's fine. He'll let you be. So you want to give time. You want to give of yourself, amen, to what the Lord is saying. Revelation 2, 7 again. He that has ears to hear. And it says, he who is able to hear, let him listen, let him listen. If he has ears to hear, let him listen. And give heed to what the Spirit says to the churches. That's to us, to believers. So you have ears to hear so that we can listen to the Holy Spirit. Now, there's many voices in the world. So there's all kinds of voices that are out there, of media and so forth like that, the world voices and stuff. So you have to tune in to the voice of the Holy Spirit. When you tune into the voice of the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden things become clearer. God can't lead someone who doesn't want to be led. So, and I'm talking to Christians now. But if you don't, if people, people want to live their own lives, do their own things, so make their decisions without counsel and advice, he can't lead someone who doesn't want to be led. But if someone wants to be led, I believe he can bless them, prosper them, cause them to walk in great health and so forth like that. Amen. Do you know God is speaking to you about your health? Do you know God is speaking to you about taking care of your body? Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. If you don't take care of your body, you're going to die. And then your life is over. You have to take care of this container. This container here, you have to take care of this container. The Holy Spirit will talk to you. The Holy Spirit will visit with you. Hey, you shouldn't eat all that, that food. You shouldn't drink that. You shouldn't, you know... The Holy Spirit will talk to you about your life. It's kind of quiet in here. The Holy Spirit is a friend. The Holy Spirit isn't going to tell you something to hurt you. The Holy Spirit isn't going to tell you something to hurt somebody else. The Holy Spirit would never do that because God doesn't do that. So the Holy Spirit, you should always think, man, this is a good conversation. This is a good relationship. I want to go. I want to be in his presence. Now, his presence is with you all the time. But what you're doing is you're tuning your ear to listen. Isn't that right? You're tuning your ear to listen. Have you ever had somebody, have you ever had somebody you're talking, you're talking to or whatever, but then you notice you're talking to them. It's like, but they're on their phone. Yeah, yeah. If you're a parent, you might know that with your kids, maybe, but anyway. They're on their phone, or they're doing something, or they're watching something else, but you're trying to talk to them. Now, what happens if you're trying to talk to someone, and they're all distracted? You quit talking. You quit talking. Why? Because they're not paying attention. If, if we're not listening to the Lord, but we're in all the other stuff of the world, we're doing things. These are important, though, Pastor. These are all important then he'll just stop talking until you're ready to listen. Now, sadly, people will say, boy, God caused this, this bad thing to happen because then I, then I turned to him and I started doing this. No, he was always there. That bad thing was from the devil. But the Lord is always there if you will run to him to listen and hear his voice. 
But if your attention span, if your attention span is off some other place, he's going to stop talking. I'm talking about to you. People say, I don't hear his voice. You're in the wrong place. Move toward him. <laughs> Move toward him. Set your phone down. People today, especially, boy, uh, media can be a blessing or it can be a curse. It pulls, it can pull people away from things that are very, very important when it comes to the things of God. Isn't that right? Hey, you were saying something, just thought of that. What was that movie on the three quarterbacks, ESPN or something? Quarterbacks. <laughs> so one of them, one of them, random was, Pastor Rand was talking to me about, one of them was Kirk Cousins, and they followed him last season and so forth. But he had this thing in his head like a neurotransmitter. He's watching a screen, I suppose, for the games or things. So, but, but it was set up so that if he lost his attention, if he lost his attention and I distracted and so forth, the screen went black. It just stopped. The whole thing was set up so to focus his attention on what's happening. You'd be surprised what you can do if you just focus. If you focus, and I'm talking about the thing priority here as far as focusing on listening to the Holy Spirit. You'd be surprised what you can do. You'd be surprised what you'll hear if you focus on the Holy Spirit because he's going to tell you things. Like I say, friends tell secrets. It's the secret to the world. The world isn't going to hear it, but you can hear it. You can hear the secret things, the intimate things of God, because you get into his presence. You cannot be blessed outside of Jesus. The world can't be blessed. Many Christians are avoiding blessings <laughs> because they don't want to get into his presence. See, it's not, it's not a membership in a church. The churches are good. Let's get these members. Let's get all these people. Get them signed up. Get them all signed up. This is good. Okay, so what? It's all about a relationship. And this relationship, we gather here a few times of the week and so forth, which is great. But the relationship is every day. The relationship goes with you on your job. If you listen, he will tell you things. If you don't want to listen, he won't talk. He won't talk. I mean, we came from a place facing bankruptcy, all kinds of things, but just kept listening to the Lord. He kept, kept our head above the water <laughs> so we didn't go down. Kept trusting him, living for him. But he met us every step of the point in our life, every place in our life. Whether it was a health place, he met us. Things with our children, he met us. Things in finances, he met us. We live in a place like this. I mean, we have this place. It's all paid off. The land is all paid off. But a big part of that is because we heard the voice of the Lord and made investments. People act like, well, that must have been an accident. I talked to the banker down, president of the bank. I say, how do you guys do this? Because in their minds, none of it makes sense. You've got a little tiny church, but doing all kinds of stuff. How do you do this? How do you get this money? How does this happen? It's all because we listen. We listen to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will tell us things that affect everybody. 
That causes blessings. You're, you're experiencing blessings in this place. Some of you that we know overseas as well. Because we listen to the Holy Spirit. Turn to your neighbor and say, He will tell you things. He will tell you things. He's not a respecter of persons. He respects those that will listen. If you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, He will lift you up. If you listen, He will talk to you. Let's look at just a few more verses. We'll close here. John 16. John 16, verse 13. So He says, The Spirit of truth has come. Notice, He'll guide you into all truth. Nothing lacking. I love this. This is, this is like, it comes from the Word of God, but it gets into all the aspects of our life. Like in Peter, it says he blesses us with all spiritual blessings, but it says it now in this life and beyond. Life and godliness. He'll guide you into all truth. He's not going to speak of himself. What he hears, that shall he speak, and he'll show you things to come. How I many you know the Holy Spirit? He's Alpha and Omega. He's already been to your tomorrow. Holy Spirit's already been to your tomorrow. Holy Spirit knows everything about the end times. I mean, the Father knows when Jesus is coming again. But aside from that, He knows everything about the end times, right? Therefore, therefore, as God's people, we don't have to worry about anything if we're connected to the Spirit of Truth. If we're connected to the one who gives us life. Should write down in your notes. He'll guide you into all truth. You should write down. He'll show you things to come. That's the future. Plans. Plans. Things like that. People make all kinds of decisions and never consult the Lord. Never consult the Lord. Never ask Him. Make this, They buy things, do things. Never talk, consult the Lord. Then they find themselves in a... Trouble or so. Oh, 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 help me. Well, you shouldn't have made that decision. People say, where's God? Well, he's never moved. I'll tell you that. He's never moved. <laughs> he's the King of kings and Lord of lords. He's as close as the mention of his name. And if you want to hear him, then you've got to show up for class. Folks, it's not your terms. There's no shortcut no shortcut here. It's not on your terms. Of, well, I'm busy. He understands that. No, folks. He, yeah, he understands you're busy, that you don't have time for him. This doesn't happen on your terms. It happens on his terms. It happens as you wait before him, as you listen to him. So he's going to show you these things. He's going to show you things to come. Verse 14. Then he says this. He'll glorify me. Now, who's the Holy Spirit going to glorify? Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit does not glorify a minister. Holy Spirit does not glorify a church, a ministry, or anything like that. It glorifies Jesus Christ. He will take what is mine of the Father and of Jesus. He's going to show it to you. Turn to your neighbor and say, he'll show it to you. So he's going to show. I look at that and he said, Lord, you're going to show me things. Wow. I'm just open. Many times, like I say, he's talking to me about me. He wants you to be like Him. We're to be conformed into His image. Sadly, denominations, you know, make, make disciples, you know, of their denomination. Wrong! The disciples are of Jesus Christ. We're conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. That's how we're going to reach more people in the world. 
Amen? So he's going to show you things. And then verse 15, he says this. He says, uh, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, he'll take of mine and show it to you. What's he going to show you? Anything you got time for. This is a lifestyle. This is, you're building a foundation in the word. You're building a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And he talks to you. And he visits with you. He loves to be around you. Why? Because Christ died for us, right? The price has been paid for us. So he loves to be with us. And, and he wants us to just tune our ears to him. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can do this. This is not complicated. It's a matter of recognizing, wow, the Holy Spirit, my counselor, my advisor, my teacher, my helper wants to meet with me. God wants to meet with me. I call that kind of a priority. I would call that as you make out your weekly schedule. I always make out a week. I have a yearly, monthly, weekly schedule and then I break it down to a day. All these days bring it down. But Jesus is always at the top. Jesus is at the top. Oh, big day. Lots of going on. I better get up earlier. I better make time here, here, here where I just want to listen. Amen. I want to show up so that I can hear what he says to me. Amen. See, as we do this, what happens? Spirit's talking all the time. I realize, wow. It's pretty neat, you know. We've done things where we've gone places with the Holy Spirit way ahead of time has informed us what's something that's going to happen. It's like, oh, wow. I got up one Sunday morning. I was praying one Sunday morning. We get up real early on Sunday mornings. And I was praying, and the Lord just said, watch for that deer this morning. Okay. And I was driving, and I said, we're coming, to, you know, almost here, getting off the interstate. And I said to Jeannie, you know something? The Lord just said to watch for a deer this morning. And, and, uh, and no more said that. We were on this other oil road. And here come a big buck prancing across the road. And there he is. And there I missed him. Hallelujah. Lord is good. He, he, loves, he loves interacting with us. He can tell you when there's a sale price. Oh, I love sales. <laughs> you know, he can tell you things that what? Maximizes your money. Maximize what you do. People waste money on all kinds of stuff. I've learned just listen. Holy Spirit said, "Don't do this. Don't do this this week. Do it next week." Oh, okay. Next week's on sale. Oh, you knew that. Okay. He knows everything about everybody, about every situation, about everything in your life. Who better to consult than the Holy Spirit? You got amen. Some? Amen. Well, this verse here, um, John sixteen fifteen. I just felt when you read that, that there's some here that are asking God to show them something, maybe a decision, a way to go, who knows what, I don't know. But um, that the Lord says, all things the Father has are mine. Therefore said I, that he shall take care of mine, that's us. Take of mine. And then he said, I'll show it to you. Yeah. So um, I felt that after the sermon is over that we should have prayer available yeah. for someone who's wondering, 
you know, I, I need to make a decision on this and that we would have prayers up here available to pray with anyone who wants prayer. It may seem little, it may seem big, but um, yeah. that we would have that available today. In let's Jesus' name, amen. So let's lift our hands a second. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your work in our lives. Thank you for talking to us, Holy Spirit, in such personal ways. And we just open our hearts to you today, Lord. We open our hearts to you. The welcome mat is out. People here, Lord, some, some older, some younger in the Lord, but we pray, Jesus, they'd all hear your voice clearer and clearer in Jesus' name. Your disciples, your students, Lord, us, your people. Thank you for blessing them today, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So we got some prayers coming up. Pastor Rand, and you have to go to the door, but we have some others. Roger usually comes, Deb comes, and so forth like that. Greg, come on up. You know, just, let's just pray. You know, if you need prayer today, get prayer. Now, they, they're not going to tell you what to do, but they're going to pray for you that his voice will be clearer, clearer for, for you. Amen? Amen? So we're going to put on some soft music. Anybody else want to come up and pray? They sure can. If someone else wants to come up and pray, we need prayers. Amen. Jeannie, you can go to the door there too, all right? So put on some soft music, and we bless you today in the name of Jesus. College students, please see Pastor Randon. going to head off to STSU. It's going to be a great afternoon there. Amen. We bless you in Jesus' name. We've got a great week ahead. Good things are happening here. God is moving by His Spirit today. Hallelujah. Amen. In Jesus' name. So we bless you. If you have to go, you can go. Otherwise, come on up for prayer. And if we need more, Sydney, why don't you, uh, Sydney, come on up also and pray. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.